Welcome in. This is Chad, Larry, and Dawn with the Palmetto Real Estate Pros. Glad to be with you today. Uh, welcome in Mr. Jordan, the wise one, live in person with us. Oh, it's Friday. I feel good. That is wonderful. And Dawn, we still haven't come up with a great name for you yet, but we're working on it. <laughs> You <laughs> well, you say that every week. So I know. We're, we're starting to think you're just tooting my horn. Yes, we just need to think. <laughs> you're just so you're so even and uh, and steady. It's hard to come up with a good one, right? We just call you Steady Dawn. <laughs> steady Dawn. <laughs> Tell my ex husband that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't go into that. That's not the show we're running here today. <laughs> But we are talking real estate. This is good news because uh, a lot of things are going on in the world, and um, we have a a wonderful guest that many folks will remember joining us later today um, in the uh, the the, after the first break. Um, Erica West will be joining us, which will be fantastic because we need an update. We need to we need an update from someone who's in the industry in the mortgage industry, telling us what's going on. And I don't know about you guys, but I've been seeing little things hit my feed that interest rates are dropping. Oh, yeah, so tremendously, too, Chad. Yes. Dawn, have you seen these reports? I have. I have. And it's actually exciting because <laughs> it helps. I mean, it's 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 not like they're going back to, you know, 0%, which will never happen again in our lifetime. But um, Well, any drop is better than no drop. That, you know, mm-hmm. Right, yeah, the interest rates are back below um, 8%. That's right, and, you know, it, people may say, well, that's not very much, but it's, it's meant to, you know, the, what's happening is when the Fed, in the last um, time they met, they said, hey, we're not going to raise interest rates, um, the, the market started to adjust because what we've seen before is the rates are going to continue to go up, so a lot of these prices, the I say prices, the rates, if you will, uh, the the price has been built in, so the anticipation is the rate is going to continue going up. So the it's been high and been continuing to go up, and there are thoughts now that it may be that we're kind of seeing this tapering begin to you know to ease. I hope so. Uh, or the the increases. Yeah, I hope so. There's a lot of people out there, bless their heart, they just can't buy a house right now, too. So the federal fund rate is like five percent. It might, it might be have, maybe off a little bit. I mean, I'm sure you guys out there listening can Google it, right? It's yeah. five, five point something. And so why in the world are the rates almost eight? Well, it's they have to price in the profit, but they're also pricing in what they don't know. They're pricing in the volatility and, like, anticipation what could. of what might well, be coming. Mm-hmm. They're also pricing in the fact that they don't know when you're going to refinance your house. You know, so when they write these loans, usually for a residential property, it's a 30 year loan, um, but they know that there's a better than average chance they're not going to be earning interest for the entire 30 years because most people don't own a house for 30 years anymore. They own the house for, you know, seven years on average, or they refinance on average every five years. So because they don't actually know how much interest they will end up making on the house, they have that's it goes back to your point chad they have to price in their profit right and and the profit and then they have to price in hey we don't know a lot we think it might go up it could go down so they're pricing that in too and part of the problem is in the mortgage industry is folks are saying hey why fed just tell us what you're gonna do because when we don't know we have to price in higher 
than we think because we don't know what you're going to do. And so it, there is a there's a uncertainty increase in what we're paying. It shouldn't be this high, but it is what it is because of the uncertainty. And it's all going to depend on, uh, you know, how the economy plays out. And, I, and I've mentioned this before on the show is that what the Fed wants is for a lower economy, an economy in low gear. And you know, well, that sounds terrible. Recession, the, the fears of recession, which basically, look, we've been in. I mean, look, let's let's get serious, right? We know we kind of been there, but the uh, the recession is what you know. The Fed said, "Okay, we're not going to raise rates again. We see recession now, because that's what they've been wanting to 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 cool the economy." And you think of that. What that what does that mean? I want to cool your pocketbook. <laughs> I want to cool you down from spending. I want to raise unemployment. You too many people have a job, right? And so all these Which things so are inflationary in their mind. Right, right. So as wages go up, prices go up, and it's almost like we never actually catch up to inflation because of it. Exactly. And um, so what we have and uh, what folks... And are... wait, for the record, this isn't just the Biden administration. No. This is the way the United States has worked for, you know, decades and decades. Right. And we've been in a deflationary period in a sense because if you look back from you know like even going back to the clinton administration rates have been going down you know rates have been going down we've been seeing uh low lower inflation i think it peaked during the uh late 70s and 80s i mean it was in outrageous you know 17 18 oh it was like mortgage yeah rates. putting a house on your credit card right and so since then it's kind of been you know, there's been bumps, but it's kind of been on a, uh, if you look at the chart, it's kind of gone down. And then it went down to um, the lowest. When we get to 0%, what is that? <laughs> when does that ever happen? And and like you said, Dawn, it's not going to happen again. Because no. what they do is they try to inject the economy with money, and so they print more money. And this is interesting. We were looking at this before we came on the show today, Dawn. I, I didn't share this with you because it was just before we got to the show, but... Um, right now, there's in in all of circulation in the United States, there's twenty trillion dollars of money, and we know that the, the national debt is thirty three trillion. Not the deficit; the deficit's way more than that. The def the 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 debt, our debt, is thirty three trillion. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, just in uh, consumer debt, credit card debt, pe people's houses, that's seventeen trillion in debt. Our debt, and then you got. 33 trillion with our government and only 20 trillion exist in, in the our, whole thing our economy yeah so how do you deal with it i mean it's 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 an interesting thing like this is where the printing of the money oh. like you could print it print more to pay your debt but that's not going to work in the long run it's going to create more inflation mm -hmm. so we got a real challenge we got to we got to get rid of the debt and you know <laughs> well you know what i was just thinking like a like, personal how much debt. of that money is how much of that money is in my bank account? Right. <laughs> you know? we, we just need a, uh, you know, a few few hundred million would be fine, right? <laughs> but, right. But this yeah. is the problem, right? So it's got to be dealt with. And, you know, look, I'd tell folks listening, it sounds like, well, that's the government, that's national. But it's the same thing in your own house. You have to, it, it is a time to deleverage, to get less and less debt off uh, on your shoulders because, 
with the rising interest rates, I mean, think about it. If if the rates are one or two percent and you have a hundred thousand dollars in debt, but you make two hundred thousand dollars a year, it's like, well, I can manage that. You know, it's doable. If the rates go up to eight, you've got a real problem. And the rates right now being high, it creates a problem. And and Erica, you know, I'm sure she'll she'll uh, kind of go into this is that the um, the problem with households right now is they can't buy what they bought before. You know, when you used to be able to buy a three hundred thousand dollar house, now you're looking at less than three hundred, or or, right. or or the the rates really create a strain on mm-hmm. your buying power. Yes, and that's the that's part well, of the problem. Well, but that that's also what is helping to keep housing uh, prices from continuing to go up. When rates go up, housing prices come down. We'll have to hold it right there. Stay tuned. We're back. Yes. I can wake up. We were lounging back yeah, here. Yeah, okay. What's going on? Are we on a radio show? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay, <laughs> good, good. So this is great. So glad you joined us yeah. for our Friday lounge <laughs> time. Um, it is the Palmetto Real Estate Pros. And uh, remember, you can join us anytime you'd like. You just won't have the personal interaction that you do right now. But it's uh, you can join us at palmettorealestatepros.com. And usually, uh, you know, you can find us on most podcast locations, Palmetto Real Estate Pros. And if they're really anxious, they can call you and talk to you live here on the air, too. That's right. You can do that by calling That's 803-799-TALK. It's 803-799-8255. And, uh, you know, we're talking real estate. We're talking mortgages today. Uh, and, and I guess in a, in a roundabout way, interest rates. But it's really more than that. We're just talking about finance and how it works with uh, buying a house and what the challenges are facing the industry is still a good time to buy because we've mentioned this many times the reason real estate is holding prices are staying um, stable and, and even continuing to rise maybe not at the same rate they were before is because you do have a hard asset it's not uh, you know our money is is kind of a fiat kind of currency which is kind of fungible that, uh, you know, real estate is, is a fixed thing and a place where people live. People, were, you know, people need a place to stay. And we're fortunate we're in the south. The prices here for homes is much less for the same home other places in the country, Chad. And it's it's all relative, too, yeah. because, you know, if you go out west and you're like, you know what, I'm going to make $200,000 at a job there. But guess what? The houses are probably not the same price they are here they're probably more oh. now you know have you seen that dawn <laughs> probably and that's probably why people out there are moving to the south <laughs> not at all um you know what's interesting though is 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 well a lot of people are holding off buying a house i mean there are two points the first point is if you buy a house right now it's probably going to be the highest payment that you'll ever have because when rates come down, you can refinance for a lower payment. So that's one thing. The other thing is that, you know, when rates go up, buyers kind of become fence sitters. And they, they're, you know, slowing down on buying because they're waiting for rates to come back down. But we're still in a really unique position. There are, there's low inventory and there aren't a lot of buyers. So... When rates come down, a lot more buyers are going to flood the buying market, which is going to cause housing prices to go up again. 
So what I'm seeing right now are a lot of savvy investors who are actually still in buying a lot of the houses because they know that as soon as the rates go back down, they're going to uh, be flooded with more buyers, which is going to cause housing prices to go back up again. Well, and that's that's right. Uh, real estate is going to have value at, at some level, no matter what's happening with the rates, because everything is cyclical. Everything happens in in cycles, and you know what we've done, I guess, because we're we're sophisticated now. Uh, we try to stop the cycle, and uh, I don't know if anybody remembers this that uh, Bill Clinton said he has stopped. He had stopped the the uh, economic cycles. I thought it was just funny, you know, it's like, you know, that's every president probably says, you know what, we're going to be in times that are good all the time. I'm going to fix it, Correct. you know, and so uh, it was good times in the 90s. Well, you know, doesn't stay that way forever because things change there. You Not know. every 10 yeah, years. Yeah, 2001 changed. Right. Everything Clinton changes. left us a great economy and then um, uh, George W. inherited a great economy and then. Uh, the terrorist 9-11 attack happened and it crashed the entire economy. And, you know, then we spent the next eight years building out of that. And then uh, the economy crashed again. And, you know, so it is. It's cyclical, but it's not always it's not always economic circumstances that crash an economy. Sometimes it's acts of war. Mm -hmm. And we talked about that last week, war and real estate. Correct. You know, this is the thing, like with the debt levels that you have, there's a couple ways out of it. It can be forgiven. Uh, we, we, we're, you know, there's some quarters where you see that tried. It can be, you know, Israel had a every 50 years, a year of jubilee where all the debts were forgiven. And, all the uh, debts are forgiven and all the slaves are free. Right. And you oh. know what's crazy, Don? Someone, someone reminded me of this. When the 1973 war occurred, you know when it was? October 6th. You know when this happened with Israel, this last oh, uh, really? attack? October 6th, exactly 50 years later. Fascinating. Isn't that crazy? Now, I'm not saying that that's not a year of Jubilee, but that's just interesting information. Exactly 50 years. You can't make that wow. stuff up. Wow. You know, no, so, no, because the year of Jubilee happened, I think, in 2012 right. or 2013. So it's right? I think interesting it was 2012, yeah. that there has to be resets along the way. Now, some of it comes. Now, how, how can you get rid of a lot of debt? You can make a lot more money. <laughs> I mean, really, like you can well, say, like the government, well, they just right. print it. I well, mean, ideally, to get rid of debt, you spend less than you make. Right, you spend less I than mean, you it's make. It's a pretty simple formula, right? But right? I'm saying, like, had to make it less effect on your <laughs> your pocketbook. You can make a lot more money. So, like for instance, if for an economy, if we were able to have some technology that boomed the economy, and it was like we just went, you know, just crazy production it would make it less important that you had a lot of debt. Now, hopefully you would pay that off when you made more. Same thing in your own personal life. You know, if I can make, if I'm making $100,000 now and I can go to making 300000 then the $50,000 car loan I have is not that significant. You know, I mean, it's still significant. It's still the same amount. It just doesn't matter as much because now my income is so that I don't, it's you not, don't miss it. It, I don't worry about it that yeah. much. The, the, you know, you know, I think a lot of people went into debt during COVID. I, th- I think, you know, because there were so many people that were out of work 
And I mean, there are only a couple of government payments. And so the majority of America, who is literally one and a half paychecks away from being homeless, um, had to put a lot of money on their credit card. And it's still a recovery period. Right. And I would, you know, this is our, our um, word of caution is don't accumulate more consumer debt. Um, get out of debt if you can. And I know some people can't, you know, you're like, well, look, all I can do is get in more debt right now because I don't have, look, this is, here's a headline. I wanted to go over this with Erica. Maybe she got tied up or something, but you know, whenever she comes in, we can talk about this. The average income needed to afford a home in the U S today exceeds the average income by tens of thousands of dollars. That's not good news. What does that mean in plain English, Chad? People cannot afford a house. That's exactly what it means. Well, you know, and they're also relating that not just because of the housing price boom affordability, but they're also talking about interest rates. And back to your original point when we opened the show was that interest rates are, are, you know, really high right now. They're coming down, but the more interest there is means the more money you're paying in interest on the loan every month uh, as part of your principal and interest, the P&I. And if you have to pay more in interest, then you can afford a smaller home because the debt to income ratio, as much money as you make versus as much money as you have in debt, like your car payment, your credit card payments and hospital uh, bills and student loans. Those are like the four major things that they look at. Right. And, uh, so you have to be making X about more to be able to afford a bigger house. Of course, the bigger house you buy, the higher the interest, the more interest you're going to pay on that loan. And it's just that circle right well, there. And, and just even on rentals, you know, it, it, it rental prices, we've talked about this on housing has gone up also. And so you're not really saved by just renting. The only difference is you don't have to qualify to the same level necessarily. But even with rentals, like we typically want to see three times whatever, you know, your monthly income is we want to see in uh, that you can afford the house. So if your house payments a thousand dollars, we want to see a minimum of three thousand dollars a month coming in. And, you know, if you took the same same idea this uh this article we were looking at here um if you took the average household income in 2022 was 74,580 the average home price is 431,000 now this is nationally not in our state necessarily but still the same principles um apply so if you put 20% down which a lot of people don't have right it, 20% down is $86,000 correct that's more than they make in a year. Right. And that means you don't have to pay PMI, uh, mortgage insurance. So you're you're going to be less. But just the interest on that is going to be around $2,000 a month. And so if you're looking at three times the income, so $2,000 a month, that doesn't count principal and interest. Or, you know, that's only in the interest, excuse me, not the uh, principal and the escrows and all that. You're probably looking at a $3,500 payment. mortgage payment. Mm-hmm. Total. Right. And and you think about that at the today's rate, that's a lot of money. Well, 30,000 30, times 12 is how much? Uh, well, well, go ahead, Don. Well, 30,000 times 12 is going to be $360,000. Right. Yeah. Um, 
That's about as much as you. But that do. wasn't what I was going to say. No, no. I was <laughs> like, like, okay, she knew I'm, the math. Go thank for goodness it. I'm good at math. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I was. Oh wait. Um, no, I was going to uh, actually, and I forgot what I was going to say because the math threw me off. Go ahead, guys. <laughs> the math—it's always the math that throws people off. But <laughs> this is kind of what we need to look at, right? Because when you're getting a house, you need to have your financial house in order. But look, even if it's not in order, here's what we would say: start the process. Start the process. Talk to someone. Talk to someone like Erica. Someone to start the process. You can talk to someone like a real estate professional like us, and we can kind of say. Here's some things we know, and we would probably point you to a mortgage professional to start getting it in order so you can know what your numbers are going to be, when you can get the house, what you need to do to get get there, and uh, so you're on the right path. And, you know, look, even if you never buy a house, it's good to get on the right path to financial success. And, you know, a lot of people don't look at their – most people don't even look at their, you know, what their income and outgo. You know, I mean, like, just do a budget do would a be budget. a good start. How much do I make? What do I spend money on? And is there things in my budget that's just, you know, wasteful? Maybe, yeah, maybe don't go to Starbucks every morning for your coffee. Maybe, like, and this is what I do. I, as soon as I realized how much money I was spending on coffee, which, by the way, is a renewable resource, unlike gas. Right. A gallon of coffee cost like 10 times the gas anyway here we're going to a break uh, all right hang on we'll be back Friday with the Palmetto Real Estate Pros. We've got Larry, the wise one. I don't feel so wise today. I just want to go home and have a good time today well, before it rains over the weekend. At least you weren't sleeping during the break this time. No, we I were not lounging this time. <laughs> so, look, I got my five point, well, I got five hours and 37 minutes of sleep last night. Well, you got a lot. Then. I did good. That's precise. <laughs> yes. Well, I got this uh, tracker for my watch, you know, and it tells me. I don't know how correct it is. I don't know how they know when I wake up or whatever. But at any rate, we're here. You we're know, live. You know who they are? Yes, you know I who do. They it's are? Google. Google Who's took bought you? Fitbit. So no, they, right. they right. own everything now. <laughs> yeah. They know everything. But they know how fast your heart beats, Chad. Oh, gosh, I insane? bet they know what you buy at the grocery store and sell that information to your health insurance. Hey, you know, you bring up a good point, because if we go to a digital currency, which is they're talking about, the, hey, this is one way to deal with the debt, right? Make it all digital. It's easy to make it, you know, they track everything. And look, mm -hmm. if, if it becomes digital, um, the banks won't need you to f send in your bank statements and, and all these things. Sounds great, right? Oh, the yeah. only problem is nothing is secret. Well, yeah, there is absolutely nothing secret. We, we've progressed, Chad. We've gone from barter to cash to checks to credit cards. No, we had gold gold coins. No, gold, right, gold, coins. gold balloons, yeah. right. That's right coins. So, I mean, it just keeps <laughs> changing to, to the next generation or so to eventually just give you thumbprint and you're done. I mean, it's, it's, it's on the Which way. Which is uh, really terrifying because, yeah. you know, blockchain is able to uh, – blockchain is able to um, – trace everything and you know we're and i'm not even talking about bitcoin blockchain i'm talking about like uh when you buy a property everything all of that information is transferred in blockchain so there's not going to be any more um reviewing everything digital and reviewing, verification yeah. 
done. That's yep. correct. It's already going to be a record of it. Here And here you go. That's right. So we're having fun. That's right. And so, listen, if you're out there listening and you want to check out this show or other ones, you can go to palmettorealestatepros.com. Uh, go to any um, of your podcast locations that you enjoy and listen at your leisure. And, uh, you know, I really like listening to different podcasts, listening to different folks with opinions and things. And uh, what's great about it is you can fast forward and you can put the speed up. Like it's, <laughs> it's uh, you know, like you one and a half times time. the speed, so you, you know, get, so you get to listen to it fast. So you get to listen to so it half like the time. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah, it's a little different. You got to get used to it, but. It's uh, you can speed up your learning process. So that's what we have. Uh, you know, we can we can offer that digitally to you, just like the digital coins and things. But we were talking that really today about finances and how the Federal Reserve has changed the landscape of real estate. What it means to to you and me. What it means to the listeners out there who are looking to buy or sell property. But uh, also, it's it's changed the industry as well because. Uh, you know, folks in our business, you know, we want to help folks buy or sell a property. And, you know, when there's less inventory, it presents some challenges to help our clients, our buyer clients, find the perfect property because sometimes it's a little more challenging to get that, to, to go through that process when there's less product out there. Well, let me just say this, Chad. Don't quit looking. If you need a home, don't quit looking. Keep looking. The inventory is low. But don't stop. I had a couple of people this past week tell us they just stopped looking for a while. Uh, that's not a good thing either. Just keep keep keeping well, on. That's right. You and, know, and, and, and there are two interesting points about, you know, South Carolina and the South in general, right? First of all, housing prices are, are well below the national average. So, I mean, I've got two houses on the market right now that are under $100,000. One is a two-bedroom, one-bath for 60000 One is a three-bedroom, one-bath for 85000 And the one with a three-bedroom, I'm sorry, three-bedroom, one-bath has a brand-new roof. Uh, HVAC is in great condition. Water heater is in great condition. So this is well, I mean, so so much below market value or uh, national market value for houses that it's incredibly affordable. The second point is... What's more important, uh, the how much the house payment is or how much the interest rate is? You know, if you can afford the payment, the interest rate shouldn't matter. Let's let me help you get into that house. Uh, exactly, and uh, we've got. I think Erica is here with us. Erica, oh, Erica are you, are you live on air? Erica, Erica, I'm here. Wow, how about that? Good Yay. to have you on the air again with us. Great to hear from you. How are you doing this oh, Friday? I missed you. Wonderful! I just I just got done with a Veterans Day performance at school, so we are we're back in the saddle. Oh, if it was at school, I nice. bet it was fantastic. Oh yeah, that had to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it was good. It 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 was good. So yeah. thank you ahead ahead of tomorrow to all our veterans. We're exactly. super grateful for you. Yes, we're so thankful yeah, for those that. those folks that have helped us be in this place where we're safe and secure, and we have the freedoms we enjoy and. Look, we get to buy and sell properties. It's it's That's great. Right. Not a given in every place in, that you live in the world. That's right. It go. is not. It is. There are not. There are other countries in the world where you cannot go and get a loan to purchase a home. 
Right. If you don't have the cash, mm-hmm. you don't own property. So we are incredibly fortunate to live where we live and for all of us to have the opportunity to to own our own piece of of property. Nice. It's amazing. Amen yeah. to that. So, yeah. Erica, one thing we wanted to talk with you about a little bit today is, is we've seen some, um, you know, when, we're, when you're working buyers and, um, you know, sellers to a lesser extent but mostly buyers you get the the um i don't know if you call it fomo the fear of missing out i don't know if that's what you call it but once they decide they're going to go with someone like like you let's say and they're going to get a mortgage they like you then they get down the road and like oh my goodness this i just saw an advertisement that i could get one point less interest rate like you're offering me 7.67 and this other place that I could get like just over six percent, and I'm going to switch lenders now because they can give me a lesser rate. Um, have you run into this? Um, and what would you say about that? How would you advise f- folks when when they come across these these uh, advertisements and this this desire to switch gears because they see something that looks better somewhere else? So the first thing that we've got to do a better job on is educating consumers that that marketing an interest rate, number one, is illegal. Um, And if it's not included with the APR, they're in violation. We have to look at APR. APR has to be included. And even if you just did a really quick Google search on today's mortgage rate, um, you'll get all these lists of lenders, and it'll have the interest rate, and it'll have the APR, and then... In very, very small print, it will tell you this rate is with you know $4,600 in discount points. This rate is with $8,200 in discount points. This rate, and it's very deceiving. And what because, does that mean when you see this discount points? And also what we just talked about, Erica, was um, you know just a Yahoo article that talked about the affordability of housing and, and whatnot. But it was assuming a, a 20% down payment. Some of these things that you see online assume a 20% down payment, which a lot of people That's don't correct. have. So the other thing is, is that it's also going to tell you the preem de la preem credit score, right? So when you are when you go somewhere and, and they're, they're quoting rates, they're assuming most likely that you have a 780 or better credit score. That That's number one. It, that's very hard. 780 and, or, be- uh, or better, which is like very few people in America. It's close to perfection. That, that's basically, yeah, you've correct. had no, no, no slow payments, n- no missed payments. I mean, nothing, no negative would, would be on your current credit report at a 780. That's right. Yeah. And there's very few people that have a credit score in that range, 780 and higher. Um, and discount points, what that means is that it's going to cost you money to actually get that interest rate. And it's going to cost you a you're, lot of you're money. You're paying for a rate that's better than the average. So so something that we were talking about earlier in the week, Chad, and Erica, you wouldn't know this, was um, predatory lending or deceptive lending or kind of the whole bait and switch. And so what it sounds like is, hey, yeah, here's this teaser rate. This sounds really good. Okay, let me lock this rate in. And then you get to the closing table and surprise, you owe an extra you know, four discount points. So a discount point is 1% of the price of the loan. So if the loan is $400,000 and you owe four, oh, oh, 4% or, or four discount points, that's an extra 16000 Suddenly you have to show up to the 
closing table with. I mean, Erica, are you hearing any stories like this at all? Yeah. So I, I had a previous client that was like, hey, we needed cash out and we we got duped into, you know, something that we got advertised or solicited for. And we're supposed to close in three days. And it's a, it's a cash out refinance. And and they said, and our closing costs are thirty two thousand dollars. Wow. Thirty two thousand dollars. That would upset me. And the reason why it was really deceptive on a cash out refinance is that there's no cash due to closing, but that's reducing the amount of money and equity that you're able to take out to pay down debt or, you know, invest in other ways. And so they're like, it's kind of a new point for us. And I said, I don't know why you would pay that kind of money right now for these interest rates. I'm being completely honest with you. Like, I just don't know why you're paying that kind of money for a rate that has a six in front of it. And I'm sure it's hard it's, for you, Erica, to come on the backside of something else someone has already started and kind of, you know, waist deep already into the process and say, you know, hey, um, you know, I mean, you should have come to me, asked me earlier. But, you know, when you're that far into it, you have to unravel what someone else has already kind of signed paper sometimes and. And, and agreed well, to kind of do. We, exactly. And we stopped completely. I said, why are we doing a cash out refinance? And they're like, well, we need equity out. I was like, why don't we leave your first mortgage where it is? And we can either get a fixed second to 20 year fixed note, or why don't we get a home equity line of credit? And I said, it's, it's to get your equity out, use it. You have to make a minimum interest only payment. And when the rates drop, then we can bundle it all into one. Don't, don't, you know, and so we had to really sit down and strategize and look at what was the best use of their money and their time. And the reason why I suggested that is because a home equity line or a second mortgage is considerably more affordable as far as closing costs, considerably. So they would be able to get more of their money out. And that's the goal of a cash out refinance. That's the goal of any mortgage transaction is to is to make sure that you're using your money in the smartest way. And when we're talking about paying $8,000 in discounts, you're maybe going to save $170 a month. Perfect. Hold that thought. Erica, stay with us, and we will see you guys in a few. Welcome back. This is Chad, Larry, and Dawn, and we have... Erica West, very special guest with us today, talking about finance, real estate, debt, all these wonderful things that are so necessary as we uh, explore what's going on in the real estate industry, how to obtain a loan, how to best navigate the waters that we're in now because, you know, it would be great if rates were super low, but we don't live in that world right now. They're at uh you know i mean we, we could say eight percent or a little less where the rates are kind of average you know i i think erica correct me if i'm wrong because i really don't know eight percent like if we go back to the 60s or 50s to now is eight percent an average interest rate it's a little bit higher i would say a 30-year average is about 7.3 so we're not that far off okay um, okay. We're not that far off at all. Uh, and I think Dawn said something before we got, before I came on that I was listening to. She said, you know, the interest rate is, is, is not as important as the payment. And she's 100% correct. You know, people are getting caught up in, 
an eighth of a point, a quarter of a point, you know, a half a discount point. And I promise you, you are not going to be in this mortgage for 30 years. You are not. Can you afford the payment? Then you are going to have a easier buying experience and selling experience right now than when rates drop. We keep saying it over and over again that we understand that cash to close, your interest rate, and your monthly payment are all important but you're going to have to pick the most important so that we can structure a product to get you in a home. And what we mean by that is when rates drop, and we're not even saying anything considerable. We're hoping for some fives when rates drop. That's what we're hoping they go to is to something with a five at the beginning of it. That we would are be going wonderful. To a, we're going to see a mad frenzy of people jump into the market on an already stressed low inventory market you are going to see uh, 60 showings, 20 offers on one property. You're going to be looking at uh, accepted offers over, over list price, waiving appraisals, uh, no repairs, no seller concessions. As a buyer, you are going to have more opportunity now to have a pleasant buying experience than when rates drop. We can refinance you later. We cannot renegotiate the price that you paid for your house when rates drop. That goes out the door. That's a great point. And, mm-hmm. you know, Erica, on on another topic, you know, we were talking about um, debt and, you know, how that affects folks looking to buy a house and, and uh, how that calculates into your, you know, what you can afford and how with the interest rates high, it really limits, has limited a lot of folks, you know, that, you know, two years ago, three years ago, we're looking at X price house, you know, which was a lot higher. And now, you know, they want to move and move up. And it's like, no, you can't move up because the rates, even if you cash out, take the money out of your house that you're currently in, you still can't move up, you know, $200,000 in the price point of the house because interest rates are, are you know, triple what they were. Uh, have you and seen we, that? And, and sometimes, yes, and, and sometimes I have to, you know, people will come to me and I always ask everybody, you know, have you guys discussed a budget? And I'm not talking necessarily about Salesforce. I'm talking about what, what you can afford monthly on a mortgage payment. Um, and a lot of times people will give me a number, but I had a client that they wanted to buy a $400,000 house, put $100,000 down, and wanted their payment to be around sixteen to $1,700. And I had to explain to them that even if rates were in the threes, that wouldn't be possible. All right, so you the have to look at the numbers work. and check it out before you decide, hey, we're going to sell our house and move. You know? Chad, I've got a great idea here. You like to pick names for people? We can call Erica the guru of mortgages. Well, and that's, that's great <laughs> because, you know, it takes someone who knows. Been there, done been that. Been there, done that, is not shocked yeah. <laughs> um, and, and sees what's going on. And, and another thing um, in the market, Erica, that we were mentioning, you, you may have heard if you were listening, is uh, getting uh, getting out of the debt, the consumer debt that you're in, if you can. And, um, you know, one thing that concerns me a lot is the amount of money that's hanging out there, like these people trying to get into the market, just starting their careers, and the amount of student loans mm-hmm. and the debt that they're they're going to have. I mean, student loans, you don't get a, a special caveat because it's a student loan, do you? Or do no. you? No. <laughs> so it's still it's, debt. It's still debt. And 
you know, the, the problem that we're seeing is that, you know, nationwide, we're at an all-time high for consumer debt, an all-time high. So people are in more debt than they most likely have ever had in their entire life, and they're sitting on the most equity that people have had in history in their property. And Chad and I, we talk about this all the time, that there's, we, we don't necessarily want to treat our home like an ATM, but it's hard to ignore the fact that you could relieve a 30%, a 20 to 30% interest that you're paying on revolving debt and take an 8% mortgage. You know, it, the, this is what you it, were talking about with the HELOC. This is a, a home equity loan may be a better option. I mean, if you're paying 24, 25, some even more than that interest on your credit cards, get out of it any way you can. Just don't, you know, what we saw before in the 2006, 2007, 8 period where people getting HELOCs and buying cars and boats. Yeah. That's not a wise move because <laughs> that's just no. adding more more Let's just like toys. throw money into a hole in the water with your boat. Right, we don't want to do that. And the resale value on that is just yeah, not. But if you took that and paid off higher interest rate debt, you're you're using your equity in a in a good way. Get rid of it as best you get can. Get rid of it. And, you know, and get... it's it's hard. I also want people that are actually taking access to their equity and paying off debt to set up a financial plan, to get with someone like Fran Holleran. Look at how you can create a budget to stay out of debt, change your spending habits. And that, that's the hardest thing is that we've, we've gotten out of control with just absolute insane consumerism. And it's really going to – it's really catching up with us because people are not able to pay – for light bills and groceries because the amount of consumer debt they have. It's crazy because our economy is kind of built on consumer spending. I mean, we are a consumer spending. That's how, you know, hey, my consumer spending is up. And when consumer spending is up, guess what the economists say? This is great news. I mean, it's great news if you're not going in debt to to get, you know, your Gucci clothes and your, you know, (laughs) Rolex watches. It's really easy just to, you know, get on, you know, Amazon or Walmart or Costco.com and say, oh, yeah, let's just like order those socks, you know, or order those extra pair of shoes or order something. I mean, socks and shoes are things that you sometimes need. Um, But, you know, I watched a really, and this is a little off the point, but not really, I watched a really interesting documentary, and a lot of people probably saw it because it was on one of, like, Netflix or whatever, Um, but it was about debt and how to get out of it, and there was a four-test question that I've started asking myself, do I love it, do I need it? Do I like it? Do or do I want it? Do I like it? Do I love it, need it, want it, or like it? Right? Love it is first. Need it might be second, right? Do I really need that? And and so now I ask myself those four questions, and it really has changed what I purchase. This is great because this is what every person needs to do in their life. Really, just f- figure out: Do you want and do you have the money for it? I mean, if you got plenty of money yeah. and it's coming out, you know, everywhere that you walk and live, and you got the money tree, go for it. Enjoy yourself. Otherwise, Erica, tell folks in our last couple minutes here how they contact you if they want more information to start the process or at least begin that journey of homeownership. You can reach, or, or HELOC. You, you can do reach, HELOCs, right? Or yeah, HELOC, okay. HELOans. You yeah. can do a bunch of stuff. Uh, you can reach me on my cell, which is 803-528-5019. Please leave a message or shoot me a text. It's the easiest way for us to connect. 
You can also email me at erica.west at stockton.com. And, and this is good stuff because, you know, when times become challenging and it looks like we're kind of, uh, we've been in that time with interest rates and it doesn't look like it's going to change overnight, there are still some real challenges that we face. And one of the big ones we talked about at the beginning of the show is is debt, not just consumer debt, but our country is in a massive debt. And until that's corrected or somehow addressed, um, I think there's going to be constraints on the growth of, of the economy, just like in your personal life. You know, if you're loaded down with debt, it's kind of hard to, you know, unless you change your income drastically or in some yeah. major way to really then, you know, go out and be able to consume more, um, to invest more. It may, it puts constraints on everything. Right. So this is a good, good thing. All right. If you could take away one thing from today's show, get debt free at all possible, call someone like Erica to start the process, call Fran Halloran, who has a, one of the, an amazing show here, start the process. And uh, home ownership is one of those things that if you have a house, you have lots of equity, you may have some options you don't think you have right now. So check it out. If you can't remember Erica's number, you can call us. Right. You can call us at 803-939-8562. Go to our website, palmettorealestatepros.com. And we wish you guys a very wonderful weekend and a happy Veterans Day. Thank you.